And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Almighty God, as we come to this gospel story, we pray that uh, like Bartimaeus, we could receive new sight, that we could see you as you really are, that you would change our perception by reframing our expectations, Lord. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our heart would be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. And before we get started, we were, as we were singing, there's just such an atmosphere of joy and it was so great to hear your voices lifted in song like that. And I was reminded of a a phrase in the evening prayer liturgy, which says that you are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. And it was just an experience of that moment for me. So I hope it was for you just a joyous reminder that it's good to sing together and to join our voices together and remind ourselves through song who who our God is and what he's done. So we have before us tonight this story in the Gospel of Mark, and we've been looking at Jesus's stories in the Gospel of Mark over the last few weeks, beginning with the story of Peter's confession of who Jesus was. Jesus, you are the Christ. And from that moment on, Jesus was inviting those who were with him, those who were following him, to come to see that confession in a different way than they were expecting. When Peter said, you are the Christ, he meant one thing. So when Jesus said immediately after that, and by the way, because I am this Christ that you confess, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, and on the third day rise again. And Jesus, or Peter, rebukes him because that's not his expectation of what a Messiah is. And we see throughout these stories that we looked at over the last few weeks that Jesus encounters people and he invites them into a new way of seeing. You may have heard the phrase before, what you see is what you get. Right? Sometimes people say that phrase and it's like, what you see is what you get. I'm not hiding anything. There's nothing more here to see than what you already see. But the phrase can mean something else if you think about it, that what you see is what you get. What you expect to see, what you expect to perceive is what you get. What you expect, what you pay attention to is what you get back from you, ignoring other things. There was a journalist who wrote a book about taking a walk. She liked to take this walk and she probably had done this walk hundreds of times, but she had the idea of taking this walk with other people. So she invited a biologist, a civil engineer, other different people to take that same walk with her along this path in the city. And lo and behold, every time she went on a walk with a different person, she saw something that she never saw before, even though she had walked that path many times. She walks the path with the biologist, she sees the relationship between the flora and the fauna and this animal over here and this insect over here. She'd never seen them before. She walks that same walk with a civil engineer and she sees drainage ditches and design factors and what's good and what's bad. She never would have perceived those. 
had she not taken the walk with that person. She goes on the walk with her toddler and who knows what you see with the toddler, but you see something that you wouldn't have seen otherwise if you didn't take the walk with, with the toddler. Jesus has been, from the moment of Peter's confession, on a, a walk, a walk towards Jerusalem. He's been walking a path. He's been walking the way. That's the way that the phrase, the way, is how Mark talks about the path of discipleship, that Jesus invites people to join him on the way. What Jesus is doing in these stories and the story we have before us tonight is he's inviting people to come alongside of him and walk so that he can reframe their expectations and in reframing their expectations, reframe their perception. What you see is what you get. So for Peter, his confession was you are the Christ. Jesus has to reframe what it means to be the Messiah. That The Messiah is the suffering Messiah. The rich young ruler says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus reframes things for him. He says to a rich young ruler, oh, to be rich and young at the same time, this guy has everything. And Jesus says, no, you lack something. He's reframing his expectation. And last week we had the story of John and James, the sons of thunder. They come to Jesus. They know they're going into Jerusalem. Their expectation is still that they're going in as conquerors. And in expectation of that, they say, we want to sit at your right and left hand. We want to sit in a place of power. And Jesus points them again to the cross and says, no, there's a cup that I have to drink and there's a baptism that I have to undergo. And if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. He's reframing their expectations. And then Mark gives us this story about Bartimaeus. And it is kind of an unexpected story in an unexpected place at an unexpected moment. It's this hinge moment from when Jesus is on this path to when he'll actually go into Jerusalem. The next chapters is when he's in Jerusalem. This is the final story of this section of the gospel. And Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, sees something that nobody else saw. There's irony here. Mark likes irony and there's deep irony here. The blind person sees what the disciples cannot. So look at verse 46, it says, and they came to Jericho and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus was sitting by the roadside. So they're in Jericho, which means they're about 18 to 20 miles away from Jerusalem and also about 3,400 feet. So they have to ascend up to Jerusalem. This is a pilgrim's path. So the crowd that's following him, it's a mix of disciples, but also people who are on pilgrimage to Jerusalem for Passover, right? Because they're going into Jerusalem for the Passover feast. So that's one reason that there's such a great crowd and there's noise. But in the midst of the great crowd, we are meant to call attention to one person, a blind beggar, who's named twice. Nowhere else in the Gospel of Mark is a person who is healed named. But this guy is named twice. 